Hey everyone, you're listening to Human to Human, the show that connects truths and bridges the gaps between our human experiences, one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Stacey Ike, and I'm so glad you're here. This episode is part two of my conversation with Monique Coleman. As you could hear, there was so much magic in the first conversation about love, about our right to be seen, to be heard, and again, to take up space. There's going to be even more of that in the second conversation. Let's jump into it. When did we start trading paper for people? Hmm. What? Repeat that. Well, when did we start trading paper? Paper. The, the least alive form of a tree. For my breathing, blood, alive body. I really struggled with prosperity and abundance, and I still do uh, in some ways, but I'm, I, I have rejected that. I'm, I'm rejecting and rebuking that because I, I understand how many people are standing in line. Mm-hmm. And if someone's going to be at the front of the line handing something out that I need to actually get my butt to the front of the line because I trust myself now. I believe, I, I believe what I see. I honor and, and trust and believe what I don't see. And if anybody is gonna be up there handing things out now, now I desire for it to be me, but for so long I didn't because I didn't understand how someone, why we aren't helping each other in every scenario. And now the system is so built in such a way that I can't help every person I see because it would actually be too depleting for the whole. There's one version where you walk around and you give every person a candle and you go around and you travel as far and wide as you can. There's another one where you bring up, where you have a fire and you hand and you tell everyone to bring a candle. And I'm, I'm moving from being a candle that goes around trying to light everybody's candle to just remaining this ball of fire and saying, bring a candle. I got you. Bring a candle. I got you. Bring a candle. I got you. But I have to let that fire build. And, and in letting it build, it's, it's devastating to look around and see the ways that we have crippled one another and that we are not helping one another, but sometimes you can't even do it in the way that you, that your heart wants to, because it, it, it would disrupt how big it's really supposed to be, how big your fire is really supposed to be, how much space you really are supposed to take up. But as long as we're servicing these day-to-day needs and these day-to-day feelings and these day-to-day problems and these day-to-day incremental issues, we aren't taking that larger step back to say, yeah, yeah, I get that it took us 40 days to get to the promised land, but we're in the promised land now. So thank God. We didn't need to visit promised lands along the way. We didn't need to stay there for a year and a half and stay here for a little bit and then never get there. we will take the time that it takes to actually get there. And that's what I see, what we collectively need to do. We need, this time is to take the time to go, what is it that wants to come out of me? And then when things come up against you to realize, oh, perfect. That means it's meant to come out of me because you came up against me. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for identifying the light. 
appreciate you for showing me that where it was. Now that I see it, I see it in the form of the technological issues that happen right when I'm trying to have a, an important call. I see it in the form of the argument that I get in with my husband right before going and doing something important. I see it in the form of the anxiety that, that rises up and, and has me waking up in a night sweat. I see, I see that now and I thank you and I, I'm thankful for those moments. We, we need to be thankful for those moments and go, mm, this is good. This means that I'm onto something. This means that I, I like what I'm doing is actually working. working. I should do. I should do more of that. Ooh. It's meant. It's you trying to stop me, but it's meant to strengthen me. The reframe of that perspective. It's painful, guys, but it is going to be worth it. I'm telling you, like that reframe is very painful to never see the night sweat or the argument as a negative, to say, just another one of those moments. Okay, just pinning it. That is that is the work. That is the work. That's, that's why they taught it's that it's work. And it's the one we should really focus more of our time on than the other stuff. Like imagine, we don't even have time to focus on both things and we usually choose other thing, even though we know it's like, I don't know if this is gonna work, but it's kind of what's been presented to well, me. One of them includes the other. When we focus on our divinity, it includes everything you could have ever wanted because everything you ever wanted was necessary for your divinity. You weren't ever going to get there without all this other stuff, but you're focused on getting the things instead of focused on when I, when you are, when we are who we say we are and in those positions, every, whatever it is that you desire, every car, every nail, every relationship, every person, every impact, every outfit, whatever it is that you are going after, that first class seat, that first class seat will reveal itself when you need to land and speak. And there's no other option for you because that is what your body needs. That assistant will show up when you have so much work that you're not actually getting it done and you drop a few balls. You're not gonna, the assistant's not gonna show up if you keep catching all the balls because do you really need the assistant? Or are you just lazy and tired? But drop a few balls. <laughs> drop a ball or two and recognize, mm, now I think I really need that thing that I was just wanting before. Our wants have to shift into needs because needs are always meant. My dear, dear, sweet friend Dana Clayton said that to me the other day. I do not know where she got that from, but that shook my whole world. I'm making my wants my needs because God meets needs. If you need an editor, write a book. <laughs> wow. Like, write the thing that's going to need the director. Wow. You want to you wanna part? You want to part? Really? Really? Okay. Do the thing that, like, causes you. Put something up every day. And put something up every day and tag everybody you know. And tell me somebody's not going to see it and share it. try like what would happen if you tried if we just tried what is something and let people see us when we get back up right let people see us fall oh god i thought 
that was going to work, but I'm not really sure. I'll be right back. I'm trying again. Oh my God, I totally lost my business. Which I did. Which I did. Monique yeah. Coleman lost her business. Motivated Productions. Oh my God, that happened. Oh my God, I was embezzled. Oh my God, I was frauded. Oh my God, that Hollywood story happened to me. It'll be in my book, but that Hollywood story happened to me. And it's a disservice to every person who could ever be had the way that I was had if I don't tell the truth. What story did you believe while that was happening that maybe you don't, not maybe, that you don't believe mm -hmm. now? Or was there a story you believed while that was all happening? I think more than anything, it was about recognizing, I truly believe that things happen for you, not to you. And for me in my life, this moment of losing my business and, and, and being betrayed and having, I mean, hundreds of thousands, like a hundred thousand dollars, like just gone, like just so many on the tail of my show, which is my heart and my soul and, and everything that I believe in for young people, those things being intertwined was very interesting. One, it made me really have to uh, stop taking ownership over things that are not mine. I believe that when you get to that level, like when that level of thing starts happening to you, there must have been incremental whispers, knocks, dings, like there were mo alarms that were going off earlier. So by the time it turns into arriving in a moment that feels crippling, I'm looking for where did I snooze? Where did I, like, what were those little micro moments? And I immediately look for what I can take responsibility for. So my initial response was, what can I take responsibility for? Which I did. But then for me in my life, it was about the fact that I can't advocate for other people unless I learn how to advocate for myself. I can't say that I believe in justice if I don't, if I don't seek justice for myself. I am a fraud and a liar and, and the truth is not in me. If I'm walking around telling people that we need water wells and we need, and girls need to be educated and you need to stand up for yourself and you don't need to be bullied and sexual violence is this and that. And I'm going to sit here and say, well, because I'm so positive and God loves me so much, it's going to be fine. No, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. Mm -hmm. And it's not about me or for me. And I have, and there's, there's not even like a, a, in a plan. Like I don't have a plan. My plan was, you know, everyone had their opinions and their thoughts and so forth. And I have not been public about it. I'm not shared. Like I am, a, I am an authentic person without being transparent. So I will say, yes, this happened, but I'm, I don't, I'm not messy. And for me, it's about hurt people, hurt people and heal people, heal people. So I wasn't ready to talk about anything until I got to a place where the place that I was speaking at it about it from was about liberation, not tying me to the trauma. I don't need to be tethered to the trauma. I know how I got there and it's time to go. Yeah. But before I close that door, it's important that I leave a sign on the door that says, Hey, don't go this way. It's important that I, you know, write down my, my tracks. And I say, this is this is how I got here. This is, this is what happened. And it's important that I take responsibility for my portion of it, for the part of me that did not see myself as worthy or of, of leadership, yet speaks at the Girl Up Leadership Summit every year. The part of me that did not see myself as being intelligent or capable enough of running a company. Well, this is the, these are the consequences of that. And the reality is I didn't go to business school. And you don't get in life with what, what you don't put in. So 
a lot of times we have to reframe our thinking and not look at the challenges or the things that happen as punishment for something that we did wrong, but actually as the pressure that we need for what we can do right. Like it's, you need the pressure. You're not being punished, you're being pressured. So I needed the pressure. Are you going to give up your whole thing because you were happy? Did you do it for accolades or did you do it for impact? So what difference does your Emmy nomination mean? Because my friends at Thirst Project got visibility. My friends at Muse Effect, my friend Jess Wiener, my, my tribe got their message out. And I'd say that's worth a lot more than the $100,000 I may have lost to do it. And whatever is lost is gained, I believe, 10 times in the spirit. So we are not here to, I think we, we're playing small when, we're, when we are focused on what we have or don't have. We, when we operate in who and, and what's really going on, we have the possibility of really looking and saying, every person I've ever looked up to or admired has a story. Every person I've ever wanted to be or wanted to have things like they had or, or an energy, where do you think Debbie Allen's energy comes from? Yeah. Where do we feel like that energy, if you've ever been in a room with someone like Debbie, Al- De- Debbie Allen or Alfre Woodard or, or, or Angela Bassett, that, that thing that w- of when you're in the presence of, of people like that, that's every door that was closed in her face. Mm. That's every time she was, that, that her nose was commented on. That's every time, every moment that she overcame, that is what is in her shoulders and in her, in her, try me. How many people had to try you? How many people had to try you before you went? Mm. Try me. Mm-hmm. How many? Mm. Oh, oh God, did you survive to be able to sit there and look at a pandemic and go, okay, wow. wash your hands. Right. <laughs> Use your hands. Sort of like, wear a mask, Be wash your hands, be safe. <laughs> you gotta earn that you gotta earn that you have to earn you gotta earn this mm. you're gonna be okay call me in a week you gotta earn that you can't you don't just that don't come from no 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 when I call people beloved when I speak life over people when I tell you no that's not you that is not a decision you want to make it is coming from the decisions that I have made and not the bad ones either. Some of the good ones. Some of the noble ones. Some of the sweet, endearing, lovely ones. Every time someone tells me that they are going to buy their parent a house, I'm like, we're going to have a whole conversation about how to do that properly. Because where is that coming from? Buy your parent the business that they've always wanted. Buy your parent the education that they needed. Buy your parent the thing that they needed to be the vehicle, to be the person that they're supposed to be. Don't buy your parent the trap that's going to keep them in the life that they that they gave you. Let them have the life that they're supposed to have. Stop buying your mama house. 
what? Because I bought my mom a house and she had that house. <laughs> and I love my mom and I love that house. Right. But was but looking back, that was a decision that was made out of the deepest love, but the unhealed and uneducated part of myself. Educate yourself, heal yourself, then buy anybody anything you want to buy. But you're probably going to buy them something different than what you think you're going to give them. Right. Give them an opportunity. Don't give them a bed to lay in. Give them a, a stare. Give them, give them, give them what they gave you. You would that's, that's what they want. <laughs> right. Right. What would your dream be? Maybe they don't want a house. Maybe they want to travel. We I think this whole conversation, and we're at the end of it. This whole conversation has really, I feel like, been about shedding our presentational nature, trading presentation for presence, yes. for human connection, for authenticity, for taking up as much or as little space as we desire, and just being true to who we are, but not by ourselves human to human, to be true to who we are, who we can be, and to who we need, like for each other and from each other. Wow, you just rewrote the bio there. Wow. Mm. Wow. Wow, trading that presentational view of ourselves. It is, y'all, I would really like to start watching my friends get up I like start watching my peers get up, my the people I care about, the people I don't know, the people I admire. I do not have to only meet you when you're standing. And it is that to me was such a pivotal part of this conversation. And just like you said, it adds to that same overarching theme of we are gonna shed this for this. Because this is actually truly more beautiful. Is it? This is actually the most beautiful thing that there is what was the last thing you forgave yourself for for the first time mm. i've been forgiving myself this is something i'm working on right now i've been forgiving myself for the things that i didn't know what is that process like for you That's a huge it is going back and letting things be what they were then Mm -hmm. there's a wonderful song I think it's by Tegan and Sarah that says where did the good go where did the good go where did the love go where did the good go I think it's where did the good go and I just I I've heard that song a bunch of times and one day it clicked me where did the good go because it was good we need to stop rewriting our whole book just because we had a shitty chapter Where did the good go? So my process is going back and looking for the good and saying, that was so good. Yeah. It's so good that you, your heart was so big that you wanted to let, that was good. Yeah. Who you let in, maybe let's not do that again. Maybe let's, let's grow from what we've learned. But your intention, where you came from, what you've attempted, that was good. So going back and saying, yeah, this didn't end well, but it was good in the beginning, in the middle, and in the almost end. Right. 
it was good until it wasn't. And now that it's not, do I have to make that a drama? Do I have to like make that into a huge thing? Or can I be, or can that be the moment of the story? Do, do I have to replace the whole thing with this idea that it all failed? Or can I say, you know what? I forgive myself for what I didn't know. I forgive myself for the ways that I've uh, attached to people um, for fear of, for people that, that aren't even necessarily right for me, for fear that I wouldn't ever be able to have the, the things that I really wanted. I forgive myself for that. I forgive myself for it, for not knowing. And, and I honor, and I'm so proud of, I, I think when, whatever we leave, we always have to replace it with something. So in, in place of the way that I see how it went down, instead of seeing all the things that I lost, looking at, wow, how amazing that you were in a position to lose it. Ooh. Wow. He's not even saying I'll get it again because I don't know. Right. But how many people will never get it at all? Wow, I'm about, I'm gonna cry. Cause I was literally thinking, I said, oh God, I'll just text, I'll FaceTime her after and cry. And then I was like, no, I, I could do it here too. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just phenomenal to watch that, watch you talk through that moment. And truly, like you said, heal, heal people, heal people. So even the way you're talking about it, I'm sure it was painful and horrible and a lot and confusing and all of those things. And then on top of that, it was beautiful and you were capable and it was complex and it's a version of you that like you can you can see you trying you can see it you're like this is me trying damn I'm gonna keep doing that like if we think about it like that all the things we think might be failures are just a moment of you tried how could it be a failure? Those are attempts. exactly mm. Every failure, that's the first time I've ever said that, and I would definitely say that again. <laughs> Every failure is an attempt. What if we looked at how many times we attempted something? We tried. That's it. Mm. The failure is focusing on the outcome. Yeah. The focus is on the outcome. Right, right, right. Versus the intention. Yeah. So if we, again, retrack and focus on our intentions, focus on what we want, not what we don't want, focus on what we're creating, not what we've lost, focus on what we're doing, not what we don't have. When we look there, even a failure flipped on its head, it's just an attempt. And if I saw how many attempts were made and I didn't judge how many times it, Steph Curry, how many attempts has he made? Do we look at those as failures? We don't say, oh, we don't count all the times he missed the ball, mm -hmm. but he did. For every time he, he, for every time he makes it, he misses it a lot too. Those were all attempts. So before we end, I'd like to ask you because I thought it was such a powerful moment. I heard you talk about this years ago in an interview. Um, or I'm, I'm sorry, I think it was in a TED talk you did that was powerful. And you talked about disappointment and how that breeds purpose. And so 
we have talked about disappointments that we've both gone through, that we have experienced, that we feel like in sharing definitely healed people or, you know, brought that moment. I mean, there were so many moments that I'm like, I feel the chills of a stranger right now. <laughs> like, I know it, Me too. you know, and um, so can you talk a little bit about the, dis the, the moments that just were not certain for you, the moments that, that didn't make sense, that did breed disappointment and how that gave you life into the purpose that you are so clearly in, you're so clearly in. Mm. I had to change my relationship to pain and stop looking at pain as a problem. Pain is not a problem. Problems are problems and pain points to where the problems are. <laughs> the pain itself is not the problem. So when we run away from how we feel and we avoid what's actually going on, we're actually focusing on the pain, not the problem. And I have first failed myself numerous times being giving my body away as a young person, um, giving my divinity away, my ideas, not valuing myself. That was, that was the first line of defense was like not being good to myself. And when I recognized, wow, I sabotaged myself. I have crippling anxiety and fear. And the only place that I feel alive, visible, or seen is when I'm on stage or in front of people. Oof. When I forgave myself for the attention that I needed. And I started walking in my purpose. Then other things started to show me what was out there and who I really was. And I have been betrayed on numerous occasions, most recently uh, by a business partner inside my own company. I, uh, the Emmys was one of the most weird days of my life. I think that was last year, so weird. I was in silence most of the day uh, because I, I also had found out that the person who betrayed me was going um, and I was still in the thick of it and choosing not to talk about it. But each of those victories that we win in silence, every battle that we fight and don't get a medal for, every day that I refrained from cursing I don't mean like saying cuss words because I say cuss words. Mm -hmm. But every day that I refrained from using the gift that I've been given and the power of the word, every day that I chose to seek forgiveness, to seek guidance to show up to aspects of my personality that I don't didn't have like I'm very organized but I struggle with like follow through and things like that 
it made me know that when I have everything that I believe is coming to me, that I will not for a minute take one, one strand for granted because none of it would have been possible without that. And therefore, the only thing that we can do to the people in the situations that, that disappoint us, the only place that that fits into our lives, every person that hurt us, helped us. So say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Without you, I wouldn't have known that I could pull myself out of crippling debt. Thank you. Thank you. Without you, I would not have been on the phone for 15 hours at a time. Sometimes, thank you. Without you, I wouldn't have gone from not answering my phone at all to answering my phone to, to, to not answering my phone with an attitude, to answering my phone with an attitude. <laughs> to being like, can somebody else answer my phone? <laughs> like literally. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Every one of these disappointments was an opportunity. Every, if every failure is an attempt, every disappointment is an opportunity. Every freaking one of them, not one isn't. Pandemic opportunity. Loss, grief, opportunity, healing, connection, depth, growth. We could do this all day, girl. You gotta end your interview. I'm, <laughs> I, I, look, guys, I'm. It's the two-parter. It's Revolt is building the largest platform for Black creators globally. Become a member of our network at RevoltCreators.com. The, the future, future is, is ours to create. Good. I had decided that thirty minutes. I was like, it's, it's one eleven. It was it's just a two-parter. It's a yeah. two-parter, guys. And if you, if I don't make it a two-parter, just come all the way here. And if you are here, if you made it to this point. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank great. You. Great. Wonderful. Great. I, I appreciate you taking up the space and allowing for the space that is required in this moment for all that wants to come forward, to come yeah. forward. Had to, you know, I mean, to, it, yes, I could have ended it 30 minutes. I just, it's like, but, but we're in the space and we're here and all I could feel was healing personally. So I don't take that for granted and think like, oh, it's just my healing. And no, if it's mine, it's somebody else's. And it's, Be here and, now. Yeah. Be so. here now. Human to human. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been, um, this has been the most enlightening and difficult season of my adult life. Yeah. And I haven't shared it with most people. I was walking on stages, crying backstage. I was in voiceover booths, uh, witnessing arguments transpire about things that had to do with me while doing the voiceovers. I felt like I was birthing something and there were things trying to grab at it while I'm in the space trying to create it. 
And there was a moment where I recognized that I was losing, that, that, that what I thought I was creating was not it. So in the middle of the process of developing Gimme Mo, I recognized that there was a need for a massive change, but we were too far along to make any of those changes. And so I had to sit on the fact that I had a snake in the grass. I didn't know to what extent, I just could feel that something was there. And then I of course tried to overcompensate and you know, but that taught me there are moments where you have to rise to what it is that you were ultimately actually trying to do here and not focus or worry this everything else every single other thing is a distraction all of it jay-z and beyonce weekend i'm in i'm able to go i can't go because i'm on my closet floor that's where i was that weekend I will never forget that. I was on, I was asked like, hey, do you want to go? No, I can't because they're living their dream. I'm building mine. And my dream requires me to be in the closet right now. So no, I can't go to see Jay-Z and Beyonce for free. No, I can't sit in that booth with you for free. No, I can't eat those snacks right now because they are living their dream and I need to live mine. And my dream right now is requiring me to come up with $27,000 by Tuesday. And I, the only place I can be right now is on this floor. The only place. I'm gonna be super radical and just like, trust in this moment i'm going to take you with me we're going to walk through my house i'm going to pray to god anything you can always cut this out but i just want to actually share like one specific thing i'm like watching my background i'm like let me make sure there's another crazy okay we're still okay we're still okay we're still okay i just want to show you this Ooh, this is my closet I hung this up because I, w I needed to know that no matter who I was out there, that I know who I really am. And I hung this up and I laid on this floor and I've been sitting here for over a year on this floor in this closet. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be nasty my whole closet. Just so that you guys really understand, it's not that big. We're not talking, I'm not in Chrissy Teigen's closet. Okay, I'm not even in Monique Coleman's closet. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we know what my closet gonna look like. It's gonna look someone like Brisha's closet because I've been seeing hers on the Zoom calls. Let me get up here so y'all see my whole house. But oh. I, I wanted to show you that because we can't be in public who we're not willing to be in private. We cannot be in public who we are not willing to be in private. 
And that does not go for our deviousness, that goes for our divinity. If I can't see myself as a world leader, if I can't see myself larger than life, if I can't see myself there in a, in a, in a hallway, how can I expect there to be my name on the door? How can I expect you to walk in and see a Florida, how can I expect to see myself on a billboard on sunset if I can't see myself in my closet? Put a picture of yourself up in your closet if you have to. My company was falling apart. My life felt like it was falling apart. And I stuck that picture up and I was like, no, 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 no. I'm having a production meeting right here. Yeah, right. I'm doing, I'm doing my, my pre-pro right now. My best friend lives in Australia. She was awake. I was awake at 5 a.m. She was up at 10 p.m. And we were getting it done. And showing up and saying, okay. And, and letting my little intern think that she gave me the questions. And really, I was just teaching her how to think to even ask a question. Because I already had the questions before I came. Because there was no way I could get the questions right now before I had to do it, baby. You should know that. But you're here. And I'm a mentor. So I'm going to teach you. And that's fine. But that's even more work that I'm doing on top of the work while I'm literally watching the thing that I've created almost be stolen from me. And I had a pastor, Pastor Art, one day, I, I said, I, I caught this person in a lie. It was the first time it ever happened. And, and I think sometimes we catch people, but we don't want to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we make excuses and we, and we, we pretend and, and we try to see ourselves instead of them. Because everything is not a mirror. Some things are windows. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Everything's not a mirror. It's not a reflection of you. Some stuff you're just supposed to look at and look through. And what we do is we, we hold up a mirror to ourselves. And we try to see in them something that's in us. And it's not in them. It's in us. And so I kept holding up this mirror of like goodness and light and all these things. But that's not what was there. That's what I was bringing to the situation. That's what I was called. That's what I was doing. I was being the light. I was being the forgiveness. I was putting my picture up in the closet. I was overcoming and, 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 and doing and these things. And I had this pastor once I caught, I caught this person in a line. I had my pastor say doors and drawers. If you were to open up doors and drawers are where people hide things behind doors and in drawers. That's where people hide things. And he said, if you were to open a drawer or look behind a door, do you think there would be anything there? Immediately, like tears started to well, he said, stop. Like he didn't even let stop. And he said the most three, the three most profound words of 2018, cut it off. Excuse me? Mm -hmm. Cut it off. Oh, but see, I don't think you understand. My show just came out two weeks ago. It goes till December. We're in October. It's October 17th. It came out October 5th or October 3rd. What do you mean? He said, you are always going towards life or towards death. 
And the moment you recognize you are going towards death, you're going towards death. It's an inevitability, but you're always only going towards life or towards death. You're either arriving or you're leaving. And that's the direction that you're going in. No matter what we want to believe, from the moment we took our first breath, we were going in a direction. And that's why every breath is so valuable. And that's why we need to stop speaking over our lives how we cannot breathe. Yes, yes we can. Oh. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Mm. Because we must. Mm. But this situation, yeah, it, um, it made me have to prioritize my purpose over myself. Mm -hmm. I had to prioritize my purpose over my own feelings. I don't like confrontation. Right. Okay. Do you want to put a shot or not? I'm scared. Okay. You know? And to know that there's going to be moments in your life where your deep insecurities and the ways that you have let those lead you meet this great opportunity that you have, but you have to transcend your insecurity in order to receive it. Oh my goodness. That moment, and I'm sorry, because I, I feel it too, that moment is an inevitability because you created a facade, you created an image of how you wanted to be seen, but then eventually you become that thing. And then there's this moment where you have to decide, will I fully embody who I've grown into that people see? Because I knew that I was vulnerable. I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been in the situation if I wasn't vulnerable, clearly. I think we are afraid to be seen as we fully are because of the commitment we'll have to make to seeing that through for the people that will see us when we show ourselves. And the responsibility that we know comes with it. It's not because of something that we are afraid of. It's actually because of something that we know. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's not that we are inadequate. It's that we are powerful beyond measure. It's actually our knowing. It's the fact that we know it will happen that keeps us from going for it because we don't know what will happen next. With the knowing of how powerful we are and not necessarily running after it, or I'm sorry, not avoiding it because we're, we're fearful, avoiding it because we know. With that knowledge, what do we do with that? What in your personal process or journey do you do with that? And again, like I said, it's not one day. It's not, you're one, gonna love this. It's not one answer. But... You're going to love this. Okay. okay. You're going to love this. Hit us for you. Hit us with it. Hit us with it. Here it is. This is it. Ooh. 
we connect to each other, human to human. That's what it is about. We are afraid of what is on the other side because we don't know who's gonna be with us. But if we connect to each other and we let people see us fall and rise and fall and rise and fall and rise, when we stand beside people as they fall and as they rise and we hurt for them, with them, but not as them because we don't take on their stuff and we just connect to them and we just walk around and we hold up mirrors and we say, yo Stace, you doing your show inspired me to pick my show back up. We go, yo Mo, you rocking those braids made me wanna rock my braids. And I look over and I go, yo Opes, you starting a network made me wanna start a network. We go, hey Mitch, them arms, them arms, is, them arms is real. Them arms is like, and also like first lady and also book and also law and also mom and also what? And also what? What? Thank you. Wow, okay. We connect to each other and we say, if Michelle would have left herself on the South side of Chicago, these kids over in Florida wouldn't be getting the education that they're gonna get through the programming that she's created. If I do not step up and stop being so terrified of leadership, and I'm not terrified of leadership, I'm, I, I, I'm allergic to ego, the egoic nature of our existence. I'm about collaboration, not domination. But if I do not step up and just transform that, all of my ducklings, all of my tribe and my friends who need the skills that I've gained over these last years, their shows don't get made. They don't get financing. So my answer to what do we do with all of this power that is within us and this knowing that we are capable is we remember that it is bigger than us. We didn't give it to ourselves. It's bigger than us. And therefore it will be, we will have everything we need in order to be able to do it. But just like getting your training wheels off your bike for the first time and learning how to ride, there's a moment where the wheels are off and you find your footing. But the thing is, is you have to keep the only way to stay in balance on these two little tires is to keep moving. It is terrifying to see yourself as a media mogul that you are. It is, it's frightening, I get it. It's terrifying to imagine that people are gonna call you and ask you to take interviews with Michelle Obama. Yes, I'm claiming it. It's terrifying to think, what am I gonna do in that moment when I'm given an exclusive, which you kind of got today. Well, who will I be? What will happen in that moment? Doesn't matter, be with you. And the way that you know that people will be with you, go be with somebody else. Every lonely person listening, go be with somebody. Every broken person listening, go help somebody. 
every person who feels like nobody's there for you, who's the last person that you were there for, really there for selflessly, despite the things that you said to yourself that you would or would not do? When is the last time you selflessly showed up for another person? Go do that. You want people to show up for you, go show up for someone else. You want, you want to, 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 to connect deeply or to have friends or to have money, give somebody, split something with somebody. Take your last dollar and give somebody 50 cents and see what happens. Take your last dollar and give somebody 50 cents to see what happens. We are meant to multiply and we're meant to be in community. And I, my deep belief is that the entirety of this pandemic, the whole purpose of this pandemic was for us to remember that. Stop trading paper for people. Stop. We have to stop. Stop. Stop fighting each over each other over resources that are dwindling because of our fighting. Stop. Stop putting kids on the front line. Yes, it is true that every revolution has always been led by young people. Stop. Let the kids go to school and be educated. They're not supposed to pick up our dirty work. They're not supposed to be on the front lines because I wasn't brave enough to do it when it was my time. Stop that. Stop traumatizing and re-traumatizing one another with, with on the internet by letting us watch people take their last breath. Stop that. Stop. Because you can put up a sensitivity and an alert to let me know everything else. You can let me know that we have a curfew. Why can't you let me know that we can't see that, that that's not okay? Because the people are not in the position to say that. So I need you to become the multifaceted, multi-platform media mogul that you are, I will become the thought leader and elder that I am intended to be and the whisperer and the influencer to influencers. And whoever's listening that has a script or a book or go, is, wants to go back to school or start a family or whatever it is that you know that you are meant to do, do not let where you think you need to be and what Zoom call meeting that you are late for keep you from the conversations and the moments that you are meant to have that are supposed to unlock your purpose because other people are attached to that purpose. And that is not scary. The kids you're going to send to school, the wells that we can build, the ways that we can transform communities the projects that we can that we can overturn, the the housing, the, the the homes that we can provide for people, that's not scary. And why would God give you all this divinity, all this purpose, all this talent, all this beingness? Of course you would explode if it was for you. It's not for you. It's your gift to be given. It is not for you. So don't take more than is what is yours, but take up the space that belongs to you. And when you do that, that line of people will get shorter and shorter and shorter. And you will be more of who you were meant to be. And that is that inherently is harmonious. So there really is nothing to be afraid of. There's no pandemic to fear. There's no virus to fear. You, you, can't, you shouldn't even be afraid of yourself because I believe that it was all 
written in the stars before we ever got here. And if we can just withstand the dark light enough, we will see how bright we actually shine. Can we just take a deep breath together? Of course we can. I hope if you are watching with us, you felt that, you received it, you wrote it down, you replay it, and then at the end of it, you take a deep breath for yourself. There is nothing to be afraid of. And that to me is so key to a moment like human to human. So thank you so much for that reminder that there's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to be afraid of. That is, you are the light. I told you, I don't, I don't know what the people like. I'm, I'm not shocked. I'm shooketh. I'm not shocked. Usually, I'm shooketh and shocked. I'm oh my only, god, that's I'm not shocked, but I'm, I'm not shocked. I'm shooketh. I'm just shooketh. Yeah, shooketh. Thanks for listening to the Human to Human podcast and this episode featuring a conversation with Monique. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe, rate, leave a review. And while you're at it, share this with someone that you love or just somebody that you like, as long as you share it. Your feedback is appreciated and your thoughts are valued. Stay connected between episodes at stasiak.com slash human human, where I'll be answering this episode's reflection question. You can also connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at one take Stace. I'm your host, Stacey Ike, and remember, we are not what we do. We are who we choose to be. So let's be curious, be in community, be love, be support, and be real together. My name is Odessa and you are in tune to Reasonings with Odessa. Now, if you are looking for something that is going to give you all access to Caribbean and African pop culture, this podcast is for you. Reasonings with Odessa is brought to you exclusively by Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip hop and powered by creators.